Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house. From the St. Louis Public Radio Newsroom, this is The Gateway. It's Wednesday, May 22nd. I'm Wayne Pratt. Ahead, it's taking more than a year for Webster University to investigate allegations of sexual harassment against a professor. And that has many students questioning the system. Even if there is a thorough investigation, I don't trust anybody at Webster at this point. Even if they do their job, I don't trust that whoever's supposed to be looking at it is going to make the right decision. St. Louis Public Radio's Kay Petron reports on the case and its impact on students. First, the news. For the first time in nearly 50 years, the St. Louis Blues will play for the National Hockey League's Stanley Cup. St. Louis Public Radio's Rachel Littman has fan reaction to last night's 5-1 victory over the San Jose Sharks. Enterprise Center erupted as the final horn sounded and Laura Brannigan's 1982 hit Gloria played. Tony Sansone and his daughter Lily were among the 20,000 fans taking it all in. Tony Sansone has been a Blues fan since he was 10, and he says he was a nervous wreck before and even during Game 6. I didn't feel good until the last few minutes of this game. But uh, we saw the, the team, and they were, uh, let me tell you, they knew what they wanted, and that was a cup, and, they, and they're gonna they're going to get it. Oh, yeah. The Blues will take on the Boston Bruins in the Stanley Cup Final. Game 1 of that Best of 7 series is Monday in Boston. I'm Rachel Lippman. St. Louis Public Radio. There are no reports of significant damage following yesterday's strong storm system in the St. Louis region. The National Weather Service says there were reports of funnel clouds in St. Charles County and downtown St. Louis turned pitch black at the height of the storm. Operations at St. Louis Lambert International were stopped for about an hour as the system blew through. The Weather Service also says a tornado touchdown was reported in the Augusta area. A St. Louis entrepreneur is using her online directory to connect black companies with the community. Ohan Ashe owns ForTheCultureSTL.com, which is holding a pop-up market featuring black entrepreneurs from the area today at the Cortex Commons. I believe St. Louis re-sparked Black Wall Street. Post-Ferguson, we started to see, like, these black businesses booming. We started to see, like, black events booming, not even just here, but everywhere. More than 30 black-owned companies are taking part in today's pop-up market. A Webster University student reported one of her professors for sexual harassment last year. Since then, more students have come forward about their own experiences. University policy says the school aims to complete sexual misconduct investigations within 60 days. But now, that first student has graduated and the investigation still is not complete. The delay has raised questions about whether Webster's misconduct office is enforcing federal anti-discrimination laws. St. Louis Public Radio's Kay Petron reports. Tamsin Reed first heard about the rumors in a text. Then, she started hearing them everywhere. Her professor at Webster University's game design program, Joshua Yates, was telling people that Reed was flirting with him or trying to seduce him. So it was over the entire department from my peers, his students, um, his student interns, and then also like other, other professors. 
Last May, Reed filed a sexual misconduct report with the university's Title IX office, which investigates sexual assault, harassment, and discrimination, among other complaints. When she filed the report, Reed says she had high hopes that the university would investigate the allegations. But more than a year later, she says the university still hasn't scheduled the meeting that marks the halfway point in its 20-step investigative process. It seems like they were ignoring every email that I sent this semester that didn't directly have to do with, like, a class that I needed to take to graduate. Um, And it just seemed convenient that I was graduating so soon. In early May, just days before graduation, Reed went public on Twitter. More than a dozen people backed her up with written statements. Four other students say that Yates harassed or discriminated against them because of their gender. More say they witnessed this behavior. Rob Santos was an adjunct professor in Webster's game design program. He says he decided to resign to support the students. They're being beaten to thinking it's the norm everywhere. The very people who are supposed to protect students are the ones who are silencing them in this case. Now, Webster says it has hired a firm to conduct an independent investigation. Representatives say they're taking the allegations seriously, but they wouldn't discuss the case. The Title IX office has started contacting students who spoke out. One of those is Chester Bacon, a transgender student. Bacon says Yates asked him invasive questions about his genitals and dating experience. And he says he felt pressured to tolerate the questions because Yates taught so many of his classes. I almost had to think, like, is he giving me A's because he knows he's being inappropriate and he doesn't want me to say anything? Bacon says officials told him he could file a case against Yates, but he says he's lost faith that investigators will follow through. Even if there is a thorough investigation, I don't trust anybody at Webster at this point. Even if they do their job, I don't trust that whoever's supposed to be looking at it is going to make the right decision. Sexual misconduct investigations often take longer than the university's 60-day goal. That's according to civil rights lawyer Sarah Jane Hunt, who specializes in Title IX law. But Hunt says, based on statements from Reed and other witnesses, this case seems straightforward. Sure, the, the accused has a right to defense and has a right to, for them to interview his witnesses, etc. But I don't know what about that takes 400 days. Hunt says that at any university, long investigations could discourage students from reporting sexual misconduct and drive them to file private lawsuits instead. There has to be a system in which people can come and avail themselves upon that they can have faith in. And if it's taking years for every complaint or a lot of complaints, then they're not going to do that. Nationwide, schools have struggled to enforce the federal laws that guide sexual misconduct and other discrimination-related investigations. If students file a federal complaint against their school, the government's Office for Civil Rights sometimes investigates. Schools that don't meet civil rights requirements could lose federal funding. Webster declined to share how many cases their Title IX office has completed or how long those investigations took. Other local universities publish those numbers. Santos, the former adjunct professor, says he sees Webster following the law, but doing the bare minimum. Sometimes schools might think, well, if we can just hang around for four years or however long since it happens, that student will graduate, things will calm down, and then they never have to do any work to fix this cycle of misconduct that goes on. As for Tamsin Reed, she's looking for legal alternatives. She says she has no plans to let the case go. I'm Kay Petron, St. Louis Public Radio. That report was edited by our Brian Heffernan. The executive editor of St. Louis Public Radio is Shula Newman. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Wayne Pratt, and from the St. Louis Public Radio newsroom, this has been The Gateway.
Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association. Missouri produces wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details on the variety of products made in the state are at ChooseWood.com.